Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to another episode of Simple Tafsir. In this episode, we're going to be looking at Surah Al Fajr, the dawn. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wal-Fajr. Allah, may He be glorified, takes an oath on the dawn. And He takes an oath on the first ten nights of Dhul-Hijjah. He also takes an oath on the odd and even of things. And He takes an oath on the night when it arrives, continues and goes away. The complement of these oaths is, you will definitely be taken into account for your actions. In any of the aforementioned, is there any oath that benefits the intelligent one? O Messenger, do you not see what your Lord did with Ad, the people of Hud? when they rejected their messenger. The tribe of Ad that traced to its forefather, the tall Iram. The likes of which Allah never created in the cities. And do you not see what your Lord did with Thamud, the tribe of Salih, who would carve the stones of the mountains, making houses out of them? And do you not see what your Lord did to Fir'aun, who had pegs with which he punished the people? Each of them transgressed it in his land. They caused an abundance of corruption due to spreading disbelief and sins. So Allah made them suffer His severe punishment and annihilated them off the earth. O Messenger, indeed your Lord watches over and observes the actions of the people, so He can reward those who do good with Jannah and whoever does evil with the hellfire. Because the nations Allah destroyed were blessed with power and strength. Allah explains that blessing them with such is not proof of his being pleased with them. He says, as for the human, it is in his nature that when he is tested by his Lord and he favors him by blessing him with wealth, honor, and offspring, he thinks that it is because of his nobility in the eyes of Allah. And he says, my Lord has favored me because of me being worthy of being favored. And as for when he tests him by restricting his sustenance, 
He thinks it is because of his insignificance in the eyes of his Lord. So he says, my Lord has disgraced me. Never. It is not as this human thinks that favoring is proof of Allah being pleased with his servant and that hardship is proof of the servant's insignificance in the eyes of his Lord. Rather, the reality is that you do not show generosity towards the orphan from the sustenance that Allah has provided you with. Neither do any of you encourage the other in feeding the poor person who cannot find anything to consume. You relentlessly devour the rights of the weak without any consideration for its permissibility. And you intensely love wealth being miserly and spending it in the path of Allah due to your greed of it. These actions are not befitting of you. Remember when the earth will be moved vigorously and shaken. And your Lord will come, O Messenger, to pass judgment between his servants, and the angels will also come arranged in rows. And on that day, hell will be brought with it having 70,000 rains, each rain being pulled by 70,000 angels. On that day, the human will remember his shortcomings in the rights of Allah. But that remembrance on that day will not benefit him in the slightest because it will be a day of requital. He will say out of intense regret, if only I had sent forth good deeds for my life in the hereafter, which is the real life. On that day, no one will punish like the punishment of Allah because the punishment of Allah is most severe and lasting. And neither will anyone bind in chains like his binding of the disbelievers in chains. After Allah mentioned the punishment of the disbelievers, He mentions the reward of the believers. He says, as for the soul of the believer, it will be told at the time of death and on the day of judgment, O the contented soul with faith and good deeds. Return to your Lord, pleased with Him because of the abundant reward you will receive. 
and with him may he be glorified, being pleased with you because of your good deeds. Now enter along with my pious servants. And enter with them into my paradise, which I have prepared for them. So I want to quickly touch on three points. If we notice in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He repeats things over and over and over. Because the way we are, the way human beings are, we don't get it on the first time. And in order to condition us, it needs to be told over and over. We need to practice it over and over and over until that becomes a part of us, until that becomes our identity, until we are able to implement and act upon the Quran. The second thing is people, they think that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gives a person in abundance, that means that Allah is pleased with this individual. And if He restricts His bounty from somebody, then that means that Allah is displeased with them. But this is not the case. Because Allah giving or not giving is not a sign of His love for this individual. But the sign of His love is the giving of iman, the giving of faith. When Allah gives a person faith and gives him steadfastness on top of that, that is the sign that Allah is pleased with this person, that Allah loves this individual. And in the end of this surah, Allah mentions, O contented soul, the nafsul mutma'inna. In the Quran, we come across three different types of nafs. The first one is nafsul ammara bisu, the nafs, the lower self that commands us to do that which is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then you have an nafsul lawama, the reproachful soul, you could say. The soul that criticizes us, the soul that maybe is not really steadfast, it's trying to be good, but at the same time, it's not, it's unable to be steadfast. It goes towards this direction, but then it also slips. And then you have the nafsul mutma'inna, the contented soul. The soul that is certain of the promise of Allah. The soul that strives and pursues and pushes itself to earn the pleasure of Allah. And if we look in our lives, we'll notice that we have these different nafs show up at different times. The question is, which nafs shows up the most? Is it nafsul ammara? Is our nafs consistently telling us to do that which is wrong and we give in to our desires? Do we fall short? So if we look at the nafsul mutma'inna, that this is what it's going to be told, that O oh, contented soul, your Lord is pleased with you. You don't have to fear. You don't need to be sad of what's past you because you've made it. And if we notice within ourselves that there will be times that we have that certainty that zeal, that push to want to do good. So let's look at these situations and see, you know, what was happening. How come I was in that state? How can I make this more common? How can I make this my normal self? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all with beautiful souls that turn to Him. May Allah bless us all with the nafsul mutma'inna make our hearts filled with faith and give us the ability to do the action that pleases him until next time assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh